This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, so good morning, everyone. Welcome to our listeners in Torah Anytime as well. And this Shiur is Le'ilu Nishmat. I'm Ram Ben Misod and Solika Batnuna. The question is the following. And you're going to think it's a funny question, but hear me out. The Sfaradim have a minhag that when we get to poteach et yadecha umazbiya lechol chayratzon, we open our hands. Poteach et yadecha, and Hashem is going to send the shefa beracha. We also find that the uh, many communities, the Moroccan community especially, uh, by Motzei Shabbat, when we sing the Mizmor, Le David Mizmor, Ladonai Ha'aretz Umloa Tevel V'yoshveva, it's a Mizmor also that's Mesugal for Parnasa. It's said obviously uh, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur very prominently. And we also open up our hands, Le David Mizmor. That's the common custom. Now, let me explain to you one thing. Tosfot writes in Masichet Sanhedrin, that anything that the goyim established, like a chok ha-goyim, like something that they do for avodah zarah, is automatically forbidden for us. And even though we have reasons why we do it, the Gemara over there is talking about using a, a, a sword to chop a person's head off if they are liable for the death penalty of sayif. And the Gemara questions that maybe there's a problem of Chok Avodah Zarah. And Tosfot brings other sources when there's a reason. You don't say it's a Chok Avodah Zarah, but he says even when there's a reason. If it's being done specifically because they have a reason because of their Avodah Zarah, it's forbidden. According to this Tosfot, it comes out that even if we, we had early sources why we open our hands in tefillah and pray. It says when Rivka went to see the first time Yitzchak Avinu, he was praying, it says his hands were bashamayim. In the Torah it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu was, was, uh, was praying to Hashem in the war against Amalek, his hands were raised bashamayim. So this is what we did. But unfortunately, the Goyim adopted that practice and when they pray, they lift their hands bashamayim, apparently. That's what they do. They lift their hands bashamayim, and that's how they pray. So the question is, maybe it should be forbidden for us to do the same thing because they do it. going to tell me, where, where do I get this from? Lebar, what are you imagining? Things. She'elot u'tshuvot be'er sheva. Be'er sheva, one of the great commentators, on uh, 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 halachic commentators, early on, I think 1600s, the be'er sheva, and he actually writes this. He has two plays. He writes in Shilotu Chuvot Be'er Sheva. He's very famous for his opinions on, uh, on, on the Pe'an Nukhrit, on the wigs. I mean, he also writes about this in his Sefer La Torah Tzedal He says, raising your hands and praying the way the Goyim pray, it's forbidden. That's what he says. And he says, even though the Goyim did it, so they also, it's also written in the Midrash, that a mizbeach, a, a, an altar that the goyim, that, that we used to have, we were the ones who, went, who, who really started with giving korbanot to Hashem, but the goyim started doing altars outside of the Beit HaMikdash. So it says, 
don't 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 make an altar asher sana Hashem elokecha because the goyim did it. So he says that just like there are times where even if we started, but since the goyim did it, so it's uh, it's for it, it's forbidden. That's what he writes. So you're gonna think to yourself that's that's a tremendous thing. I mean that means you're not allowed to do anything that the goyim did. The gaon mivilna. He brings this Tosfot down and he actually has, it's known that he has a few extreme opinions in regards to Bichukotem who don't go in the ways of the Goyim. I'll mention to you some of them. Number one is that Gaon Mevilna was very against on Shavuot bringing flowers in the Bet Knesset. The people who follow the Gaon Mevilna will not decorate their Bet Knesset with flowers. Because that's bechukotem lotelechu. He says the goyim do that, so we're not allowed to do that categorically. Another example is that the Chachmat Adam brings that the Gaon Mivilna was very upset when the goyim asked the Jews to wear uniforms of the country when they were at time of war. Gaon Mivilna said, you're not allowed because it's a chok of goyim. It seems to be the Gaon Mivilna was going with Tosfot that even though there's a reason why we're doing it, since it's a chok goyim, it's not allowed. Shulchan Aruch is not clear if he follows like this Tosfot. The Shulchan Aruch went with the opinion of the Ran and the Marik. He says, when does the opinion of you're not bechukotem lo telechu apply by that you're not allowed to follow the the path of the goyim bechukotem lo telechu? Says the Shulchan says says the says the the Shulchan Aruch in the Bet Yosef he brings in the name of the Marik and the Rama brings this down. Whenever the goyim do something that has no reason and they're doing it, it's a minhag. Of pritzut, it's a minhag of of of, um, of 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 promiscuity or of of of, uh, of arrogance, and it doesn't really have any real substantial meaning to it. He says, for example, they they wear red, and they and and they think that it's a you know you should wear red as as a I guess it was a time, but it it, it looked like it was very um, bold and very a big chutzpah. So that would be forbidden. That would be forbidden. So when does that apply? Basically. Whenever the goyim have a minhag that they're doing it, or because of avodazara, or because they're doing it, because there's no real reason why they're doing it. Let me give you some classic examples that I think is is for sure under this category. Halloween, Halloween. Why are we? It has sources in avodazara, even though they don't do it now for avodazara. But there's no no reason, no logical reason why the goyim celebrate Halloween. A Jew celebrating Halloween might follow under the prohibition of bechukotem lotelechu. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. The Chore, what's, what's the reason of Valentine's Day? It also, they, it can have, you know, St. Valentine, or it has some type of connection to, to Avodaz. And even if it, it doesn't, right, people don't associate with it right now, they used to associate with it. You're doing something that's a chuk of Goyim that has no real reason. Valentine's Day has nothing to do with St. Valentine's. It has to do with the culmination of the marriage of Zeus uh, even worse, even worse. <laughs> the culmination of the marriage of Zeus. God forbid. Okay, so so you want to give a present to your beloved because of Valentine's? Don't do it on Valentine's Day. Do it before, do it after. You don't do it. No, Thanksgiving is a whole different category because Thanksgiving, I don't know, you guys don't, are from Canada. You don't know what Thanksgiving is. America, they eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Go figure. So... Thanksgiving is a different thing. Ramosha Feinstein has four or five teshuvot. He debates back and forth. On, uh, and one of his main debates is that things Thanksgiving, according to some historians, had no real 
connection to Avodah Zarah. I was just thanking for the bountiness that was given. So it could be that that wouldn't be forbidden. On the other hand, he says, so, okay, there's a reason they're saying because they're thanking, but why are they eating turkey? Because it was there. That's not called the real reason. So he doesn't, Ramosha finds he doesn't really, does, it's not really clear on Thanksgiving. It seems to say that you're allowed if you're not making it a real siuda. And he goes back and forth. I don't, I don't want to get into the whole Thanksgiving question, but just bringing that an example that some are going to say that Thanksgiving is not as stringent as Halloween or Valentine's Day because they are they are not given as it's not like it's not like it has no reason whatsoever connection to does that it has a reason of thanking so you could you could you could uh, justify it logically that has nothing to do with pagan paganism or with uh, or with uh, Christianity or whatever else uh, other examples that might be considered bechukotem lo lo telechu. It's funny that there's a, in the time of the right, uh, pre-Holocaust, there was a very big rav called the Skan Aharon, Zikan Aharon, or Aaron Valkin. He has a, he has a descendant who's the Mashgiach in Ateret Yisrael, Rav Chaim Valkin. And he writes that, that the, the reformers started doing a bat mitzvah in those times. And they started like promoting, he said, bat mitzvah is bichukotem lotelechu. And he was very strong on it. Because he says there's there's there it's it's nothing to do with 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 uh, with with religion. He says. So what? Where do we say they make a party because of bat mitzvah? The Sri day Eish, which is Rav Yechiel Yaakov Weinberg, Yoredei Asiman Lametet. He argues. He says it's a very nice thing that you're able to celebrate that she, a girl came to mitzvah. Rav Ovadia Yosef has a long tissue on this, and he proves that bat mitzvah is fine. I just want to tell you where there was debates on Bechokadem Lot Echlis. But Mitzvah is fine. They're, they're not nothing to do with Goyim. And nothing, uh, she's celebrating that she got to Torah Mitzvah. You have to understand, Revalkin was coming from a time where the reformers were, were pushing things. So anything that they instituted, he looked like Chukotem Lot Echlis. They didn't do They didn't do but Morocco? They, they didn't even do Bar Mitzvah in Morocco. No, they, didn't. they didn't do it. What happened was the kid was 11, 12 years old. They saw that he was old enough to put on Tefillin. They put on tefillin and they, they and, and they and they sang mazal tov. They gave him a, an aliyah la Torah and the and, and yeah, that's it. There was nothing else. Yeah, but obviously bar mitzvah has a source in the Zohar Kadosh. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, when his son Rabbi Lazar came to bar mitzvah, he made a whole seuda with the chachamim to show how joyous he was. So obviously there are sources of bar mitzvah much more than but bat mitzvah. We don't find Rabbi Avad Yosef actually has a source that he found about bat mitzvah. I don't remember it right now. He writes it in his tishuot. Okay, that was that was one uh, that was one diuna. It's an extreme diun where the where Ravarn Valkin wants to say that bit mitzvah is chukotagoyim, and, and we don't follow that. But I think we have the point. So let's get back to our uh, let, let, let's get back to our question regarding um, um, putting your hands out. So it's not clear that the Shulchan Aruch followed this opinion of Tosfot of of hold uh, of anything that the goyim do as chok akum, even though we have a reason why we do it, it's called chukata akum. I don't want to get into the intricacies if the Ran argues on Tosfot or not, but it seems to be that Shulchan Aruch was going with the Marik, which is the Ran, which argues on Tosfot, which means that according to the Shulchan Aruch, any time that there is a good reason why you're doing something, it wouldn't be bechukatem lotelech. And over here, when you're opening your hands to Shamaim, there's a reason why you're doing it. And by the way, our minhagi is to put flowers in the Bet Knesset. Sfaradim and Ashkenazim do put flowers in the Bet Not like the Gaon Mivilna. Obviously, we understood that whenever there's a reason why we're doing something, and we have sources why we're doing something, 
It's not called mechukotem lo telechu. So it could be over here as well. Not if, uh, you're right. According to Tosfot, it might be a problem, but it's not clear that the Shulchan Aruch would follow Tosfot because there's and there's a reason why we're doing it because we're we're, we're it's written in the Torah that that's how we pray. You know, we don't need we don't need more justification to that. So that wouldn't be considered lo telechu. But plus, I have another 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 suggestion why it's not at all a question of bechukotem lo telechu. When you're opening up your hands to pray, you're not really by your saying potechet yadecha and by the David Mizmor, you're not praying your hands like and, and and putting your hands up like that. Basically, what you're doing is that you're asking Hashem should give you parnasa. So you're not you're you're opening your hands to receive the shefa. Potechet yadecha means Hashem open your hands and we and and we're gonna accept the, the shefa biracha. Doesn't mean potech. You people think potech means we should open our hands. No, it means Hashem potechet yadecha, and and we are ready to accept the shefa biracha, showing that we're ready to accept. We are a keli. We are a vessel to accept the bracha. But it's not that. It's not that we are a, a, we're we're praying in that type of way. Which praying in this type of way not not necessarily uh, uh, should be a prohibition according to if you don't follow tosvot. That's but but that's not what we do. When we're saying uh, Rabbi Avishai Nidavud and Avrich and Nicole tells me that he was once in Bnei Brak, and he was and he was praying and he I guess he was by Potech Yadecha or he opened his hands and he prayed like this and some older gentleman in Bnei Brak came to him and rebuked him he says you're not allowed to do that that's the way the goyim do and he never understood it he said until, until we learned recently he never really understood why. Why he's being attacked this way? But now you understand there is a bear sheva that way. There are opinions that way. Whether we follow lehalacha, I'm not clear. But I know for sure that what we do that we open up our hands by the David Mizmor and the minhag it's, it's it's our minhag and that's fine. And I gave two justifications: either we don't follow tosfot or we're doing it because we're accepting the sheva bracha parnasa. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.